Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 10. And it's a verse we quote, paraphrase pretty often. And uh, I feel like I just, there's already kind of a, a kind of a neat spirit in this house and just a, just a closeness, a heart to heart kind of uh, atmosphere. And I feel that for this message tonight, I do believe God wants to work in a greater way through us. He's got plans and I want to help you with some Something I think is so important because we are so much of what's already been said with the testimonies just right along the line as usual with what the Spirit of God wants to say. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for the great things that you are doing, God. And I believe, Lord, if we could just open our our, our eyes and see the opportunities around us and open our hearts to the faith, God, to believe that you're working, Lord, God, greater things will happen. Bless your people tonight, God. God, speak to us clearly from your word and help us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12. Paul says to the church, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they... Measuring themselves by themselves, comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. God bless you. You can be seated. We're not going to spend a lot of time with the context of this verse, but it is important that we realize that Paul was, well, kind of like what we talked about this morning. He was being criticized. Paul was doing an amazing job, and he told these people, you know, there's nothing that you have that hasn't been given to you, but they were kind of getting a little too big for their britches. They were kind of getting into a place where they started saying, you know, there's these guys over here, they seem like they have a bigger, better anointing than Paul does. They seem like they're doing more than what Paul does. They seem like all the, then you listen to them and all the things that's going on, and he says, you know, they're commending themselves. They're building themselves up. Oh, that is such a red flag to me immediately when I feel like somebody's just kind of, kind of, kind of in there, and you can just, just smell the stench of that pride that that is building up a name for themselves rather than pointing people to Jesus. Amen. Because I don't care who you are. Nobody living. No preacher that ever's lived and no minister that's ever been, been, uh, breathing God's air can do you like Jesus. Amen. Amen. If they're not pointing you to Jesus, they're not worth a whole lot. Right. I don't care how talented, what a great orator they are and how many gifts they may have. If you're not getting pointed to Jesus, he's a healer. Right. Say, I know a faith healer. If his name's not Jesus, you don't know a healer. Oh, I know a deliverer. I do too. His name's Jesus. Now, will God use, hey, I believe he'll use you in your prayers. He'll use whoever's got faith and whoever's, but I'll tell you, if they got a relationship with God, they don't want, they don't want to be known as a healer. They can't, you can't heal people. God heals people. Amen. You can't set somebody free. Jesus sets people free. Amen. You can pray and the gift can come upon you and you can help somebody, but it's Jesus that needs to be exalted. And Paul said these guys that are commending themselves, I'm not going to compare myself. I'm not going to play this. 
I'm not going to compare myself to them. We dare not make ourselves that number. Amen. I'm not going to get into this. Oh, I can do more than that. I can, that, that kind of competition is ridiculous. It's childish. And he said they measure themselves by themselves. They compare themselves to themselves. They're not wise. You know, Paul just wanted to minister. Wanted to exalt Jesus and see people helped. Amen. And today I want to tell you something that when God is... Working in people that he has saved. He'll equip you. You are valuable to the kingdom of God and God will work through you. Amen. But one of the ways the devil tries to. Tries to lock you up and incapacitate you in doing what God wants you to do. And let me tell you, when you start doing things for God. You're just going to feel like you're alive. You're going to feel like you're, I don't care if you're, 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 you're pushing a vacuum cleaner or a lawnmower or, or share praying with somebody. If you're doing it for Jesus, there's going to be something in you that's just blessed. Amen. That you feel like you're just, just, just right where God made you to be. You're not made for the pleasures of this world. Bible says somebody that lives for pleasure is dead while they're living. That's what God said. Amen. You living for, for, for me, myself, and I, and trying to get everything you can get, you're, you're not made for that. You're made to, to serve God, to please God. Amen. One way the devil really works hard, and it, it divides us, it, it makes, is exactly what Paul is dealing with here. We ought not compare ourselves to one another. Amen. Feel like if I'm not doing this, then I'm not really doing anything important. And you know, you look around and hear testimonies of great things happening and, and it ought to inspire you to do more where God put you. But the devil will say, Hey, look at that. Look at them. You're not doing anything because you're not, you're not doing what they're doing. And a lot of times, you know, families, I've seen churches do the same thing. You know what? You ought to be more like your brother. I think there ought to be inspiration, but you know, you're, you're not your brother. Amen. You need to be the best that you can be. I've heard it many times. I don't know, just here recently, Sister Emily testified. I think I mentioned it written. Brother Mike kind of, kind of picked it up there a little bit as well. This idea where I was and who I was. See, that's something that I feel like every one of us needs to be aware of. Who I was. Amen. And being Born again means I don't want to slip back into to who I was because God saved me from me. I need to be careful. If I'm not careful and I start looking at what other people are doing and how they're living and comparing myself to that, you know, that's, we used to preach about it. You know, before there was ever internet, we were telling people, listen, don't you let Hollywood tell you what, what is beautiful. Don't let them flaunt things in front of you that images that aren't even real try to set beauty standards for 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 our our sisters and church and and make you feel so you know we we uh hallelujah it, it i know a lot of people you say oh my brother you're way off the deep end but no there's a lot of people that that nowadays they see it you know some of the times uh, i know preachers and we we never our, our little girls uh, you know god bless them they had baby dolls that and uh, maybe American Girl dolls. 
but they didn't have Barbie dolls. Right. Amen. Something that, you know, their, their, their feet are just wedged in a position. It looks like it's supposed to be in high heels and right. an un, unreal body type that yeah. never can be attained by. If you did, it'd be, right. it'd look freakish. But, you know, it just plants something in, in their hearts and their minds. You're not beautiful. You don't look like that. Right. Right. Amen. Back in the day, you know, and, and it was just airbrushed pictures of things that just was not real. But it, it, it hurt the minds of people, hurt the minds of men trying to look for something and try to be appealed to, to things that would appeal to them that, are, that can't be fulfilled. It's not real. Amen. And we've tried to tell people, hey, listen, when you surrender to God and he makes you, he beautifies you with salvation, the Bible says. I'm not talking, try, talking about trying to make yourself as ugly as you can, but I'm talking about being excited about who God made you. And this spirit of comparison has gotten ten hundredfold with, uh, with the Internet and with... Uh, Social media and everything just, oh, I'm not having as much fun as them and I don't have as much stuff as them and, and, uh, I'm not doing as good as them and I'm not as healthy as them and I'm not this and I just, oh, I just gotta, what am I gonna do? I'm not happy and, and comparison is the thief of joy, somebody said once. And I think no truer words have been spoken. It's just a, when you start comparing yourself with someone else, you've messed it up. You've missed the point. But when you come to God and surrender your life to him, you turn from an old life. You don't just say, I'm sorry for doing a few bad things. You're born again. Old things pass away. And that means what you, your standards and your ideas of what is beauty and what is, is righteousness and what is acceptable and cool or whatever it might be. You say, you know what, God, you put me together in a way that's healthy. It's whole in a way that's healed. Amen. Because that's not who I was. And if I start looking at somebody else, I'm going to forget. I might slip back into acting like I used to be. Some people, they might have backgrounds of alcoholism or drug addiction or, or, or adultery. And, and that might be a legacy. But God could save you from that. But there's a lot of other things that are just not like Jesus. That may be all you know. It's all you've been around. But when you come in the presence of God, God knows how to just start healing you. Amen. Start working on the gifts that are in you and start working towards the purpose that God has brought you in this world. Don't get slowed down. Don't get off track by worrying or wondering about somebody else and how good they're doing or how, you know, the first thing you got to realize anybody that has any kind of spiritual maturity. Now you're always going to find somebody. Say, yeah, I know. Right. You're always going to find people that love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just feels good. They feed on it like hyenas. Yeah. But anybody with any spirituality that sees somebody wasting their time saying, wonder why they're doing that or they should be doing it this way. They know that's just a thin veneer over somebody who's not focused on what they should be doing right. It just is so easy to see. They've lost their focus. They're starting. I talked to talked to this preacher that uh, I spoke of in in Florida, and I don't know how. Our, well, I guess I do. It just doesn't really matter right now to waste any time. But he's talking to me about about just how God's blessed in that church. And he said, sometimes 
I have found even with preachers, the ones that are the, the harshest and the ones that are pointing a finger and it's a ministry of condemnation. He goes, you wait, there's sin that's going to be exposed in their lives. Because they don't know how to nurture. They don't know how to be gentle. Paul talked about being gentle like a nurse. And when you are focused on how wrong and how, how bad and, and that condemnation, you're trying to get the light off of you. And so it's very clear sometimes when, when we get overly focused on other people, you're wasting time. I said, you're wasting time. All those hang-ups, all those fears and phobias and anxiety, and, and it might not be as bad, so to speak, as that one who's a druggie, or that one that was an alcoholic, that one that was a cheater. But wait a minute. God didn't save you to be better than them. God didn't save you maybe from that background. If you're excited about that, that you didn't have to be delivered from that, great. I'm not against that. But if you're still playing around in the hang-ups that you, God wants to get you out of, amen. You might not think that, that your busybody and gossip is as bad as the adulterer, or that, but you know what? Some of those lists in the Bibles, it's the same list. Amen. God just kind of puts us all together and says, hey, you know what? I saved you. Be better than that in me. <laughs> Don't slip back into that. There ought to be red flags sometimes when things start popping up in our lives. Oh, wait, I got to pray. Oh, wait, I got to get to the altar. I got to make some things right. It's easy to take some of your old sins and start justifying them. Oh, you know, I'm not as bad as somebody that backslid. So. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. That doesn't make you better. Amen. You think you're going to go to heaven and God's going to say, oh, oh, so you didn't commit their sins. Okay, well, then I didn't realize your sins aren't so bad then. Right. I didn't realize. Yeah. that When I put you two together, you're definitely better. than. That's not what it is. Amen. It's about how can I how can I be the best that I can be? My whole life, my, my calling is to help serve and minister and the perfecting of the saints. Yes, sir. But at the end of the day, can I tell you something? I tell God, you know, Lord, if nobody, nobody listened, if nobody, uh, if I didn't help them, God, help me to be better. All right. Maybe I need to try harder at what I do and just be closer to you. And Amen. Because I got to look at myself and I got to see where I came from. And, and I know where, you know, my, let me say it this way. The things that are familiar to me might try to pop up and pull you back a little bit. And like I said, it's so easy. It's so easy to be able to say, yeah, but you know what? I sure far, far from, from picking up any kind of drugs or picking up any kind of, yeah, but you know what? That's not, that's not wise. That's not wise. I now know what God saved me from. Amen. And just keep on moving forward in God. See, God's going to work. God's going to work. God wants to work. God wants to work, but he's got, you are that tool. As rusty as you may be, you are that tool that can do the job that he wants you to do. And he's going to enable you and direct you to do that. We're going to read here in 1 Corinthians 12, if you'll turn to it. It talks about the body. Might as well just talk about toolbox. (laughs) 
just because the screwdriver says I'm not the wrench doesn't mean it's not part of the toolbox. (laughs) Well, praise God. We'll just let that go. That'll be the MIV version, Melvin International. Look what it says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse uh, verse 11 talks about the gifts of the Spirit there. Verse 7, let's say in verse chapter 12, verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Can I tell you something? You do really good. In fact, there's nobody better at being you. Hello? If you get that revelation... Really get it. You say, ah, that's nothing. No, think about that. There's nobody that can, can compare to being you. Yeah, right. If you can find that, get excited about that, and let God work there, and stop worrying about what anybody or everybody else is, Amen. you will live a life that is fulfilled. Amen. And there's no joy that can be taken from you Because you're not comparing yourself to somebody else. You don't feel bad about that because you are called, oh, I'm not as good as that to them. You you don't have their life, their walk, their lifestyle. You didn't have their background and and God's not comparing you to them. You know, one brother here, I heard him, you know, talk all the time about, all the time about, uh, you know, listening to the Bible all day long in in his job. And and not everybody can do that. I think it's awesome. But you might not be able to do that at your job. Amen. Don't feel bad about that. Do what you can do. He's not, you're not comparing yourself to him. Amen. Some of you, you can, you can do something. Maybe, maybe uh, you have an opportunity to, 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 to reach out to somebody. Say, I just can't do that. It's not, that's okay. Nobody said anything to make you feel less. I love hearing how you can grow in your way. Quite honest, I'm, I live my life just trying to know that Bible and pray and get closer to God and be a better minister, pastor, and, and, and friend. But, but uh, if I try to listen to the Bible, I, don't, I get distracted. My brain doesn't work that way. So what? Amen? So what? Some of you that your job, but that's important. Be the best at it you can be. You, you can look at your job and say, yeah, but because of my job, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Your focus is all wrong. All right. The things you think you can't do, you're talking about other people that they're doing something that he didn't ask you to do. Right. What can you do? Right. What possibilities are afforded to you in your position? Amen. Yes, How can you shine the light where you are? Amen. Don't look at what you can't do because somebody else doesn't feel like you're not important. Look at what you're able to do and what God is asking you. When you start getting into the presence of God and open your ears, he said, he that hath an ear to hear, let the Spirit say. Then let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. You start saying, okay, God, forget about what they're doing. What can I do? Pray for them. Pray that God use them ten times more. Amen. You'll benefit from that. But you look at what you can do and how I can do it and forget about, forget about. Accepting the fact that when we're excited about that, be inspired by it. 
But don't take it like somebody saying, oh, see, you're not doing enough. Well, praise the Lord. Everybody, look what it says. It's the prophet with all. Drop down to verse 11. But all these work that one and self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. God's will. God, somebody say God's will. You love God? Hello? Do you believe he's good? Do you believe that we should be praying, not my will, but thine be done? Don't question is with us. Let find the will of God right where you are. Amen. Well, I feel like God's got greater things for me down the road. I don't worry about that. That's great. And I'm, I'm excited about that. But what do you got today? Because there's a lot of people that they waste their life saying, well, you know what? There's going to come a time when God's going to really work and everything around them is just not getting done. Amen. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it heartily as under the Lord. Do it with all your might. Do it with your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Severally as he will. So God's going to work in you. It's going to be his will. And you got to trust he knows best. Oh, you know what? They're doing this. Good. Let his will be done. You do God's will. Let them do God's will. And if they're not in God's will, oh, God will get them. Don't waste your time worrying about that. Amen. Well, praise God. Verse 12. For as the body is one and hath many members, all the members of the one body being many are one body. So also is Christ for by one spirit. We are all baptized into one body. doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile bond or free. We've all been made to drink of the same spirit. Body is not one member, but many. So God puts together. Think about it. This analogy. I know we are all in the same spirit, but recognize that, you know, the, the, the perspective of the hand is going to be different than that of the foot. There's going to be so many different things that you just don't understand. And you could waste your time so much. And like I said, it is a product of our culture that we are so worried about what we look like compared to somebody else. But your hand looks like a really weird foot. Amen. Amen. It does, it, you can't compare the two. You can't compare your hand and your foot. Your foot would look like a very strange hand. Amen. And if the foot was trying to be the hand, it would feel all kind of awkward. Amen. Listen, some of you, you've only, you've been doing this a long time and some of you been doing it not so long time, but you know what? Patience to let God be God in somebody else's life. Say, well, I got it real quick. Great. I wish everybody did. Everybody doesn't. What should we do? You got a time limit. You're running late. Get out of here. No, don't compare them to you. Maybe if you came from where they were, it wouldn't have been the same. Maybe some of the things you're struggling with, somebody else got over early on. You don't know. Really, really, it is impossible. You know, we use the term, we're going to title it this, apples and oranges. You know, he'll forget. You got to understand. You can't compare the two. There's too many differences. There's too many variables. You know, we tend to oversimplify people. 
I get your situation. It's no big deal. What? That's rude. You don't know any bit of what I've been through and how it's, I've got here. And to make that snap judgment of how you would do it and how you would, you, you have no idea how, how inconsiderate that is to judge somebody like that. Yeah. Amen. Yes, you, you have no idea how, when you just bring things to such a simple level, you, it's hurtful. Yeah. Amen. Yes, because you don't know the whole story. You don't know everything that's under the surface. You don't know the things that they've dealt with and what they've been through. And, and you don't, like I said, like the hand on the foot, you're not going to get it. Because you don't have to. Yeah. I know we like, I just want to get everything. I want to understand everything. and every, You should understand and get everything that's pertaining to you. And let the foot be the best foot possible. And don't try, how in the world do you do that? You know, I mean, your big toe isn't a thumb, and that just doesn't make sense. That's just too weird. I don't even know if I could go along with all this. You know, it's not meant for you to waste your time. If the foot say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? There's the insecurity. The foot says, oh, the hand's so important, I'm not. I'm not important. I'm not even part of the body. No, you are an important part of the body. The foot says I'm not the hand. The hand says I'm not the foot. Does that mean you're not important? Of course not. Comparing yourself is just so unwise. See, this is what God's trying to get across to you. It can't be done. It's foolish. That's what unwise means. It's just foolish to, to think that you're going to line up and whatever it is, uh, you know, your timing of how things happen. And you can't. Amen. Some of you, depending on your job, depending some some of you moms, you say, oh, I just, I've, you know, breaks my heart. People say, oh, I just, uh, I couldn't. I just can't do enough for God because I've got responsibilities in my home and, and my family. And Wow. What kind of horrible thing is this world put in your mind that you think you can't, you aren't doing the, the, one of the greatest jobs there is and that God won't use that. And for people that God's put in your life, you know, how, how sad it is that, I mean, I think we need to have a burden for our community and for souls out there, but you know, the people that you influence the most in your family to don't act like that's a. That's getting in the way of God's will. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. You know, the, the one with children says, I can't do a, uh, I can't really do the will of God because I, I, I have these children I have to work on. And, and, and the one that's, that's uh, married says, I, oh, I can't do it because I've got a, a spouse. And then the singles, I can't really do the will of God. Because, listen, listen, it's not wise. Right. Stop. Start thanking God for who you are and where you are and what he's doing and and start letting start looking at what you can do. Right where you are to be blessing, to be a help. Look for the opportunities that you have and don't compare yourself to somebody else that has a completely different situation. Amen. If the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, verse 16, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore? Not of the body. The ear feels second rate to the eye. Oh, come on. How important it is. 
to the body. The whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now God has set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. When you start comparing yourself to somebody else and saying that I'm not as important as they are because I'm not like the, what doing what they're doing, I'm not doing as much, or I'm not this or that, your, your problem was with God who put you where he pleased. Yeah, right. He's got it all figured out, and he's got something great. And if you figure that out and start getting in his will, wow. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. How, how blessed you'll be. If you'll let God just show you, I've got you, special right there, amen, and you, you're the best you that I've ever made, amen. Somebody say the other day about, I don't know if I was listening to something at home, but but, uh, about our fingerprints and well, it was, it was Brother Bob, wasn't it? Talking about everybody just being different and distinct and different. God's, God, God's got you. And, and he knows where you got. You say, oh, but all the problems that have happened in my life, the devil's not got victory in your life. Devil's not holding you back. Your doubt, your insecurities that the devil's tried to put on you. Listen, like I'm telling you, I'm preaching against what this culture has put. They want to talk about worldliness. That's what this is. Worldliness. This idea that we got to measure up in some way and can't just be excited about God making us so special to do what he wants us to do. Amen. I don't go along with you. I, I, I feel like it's good to, to say, God, I want to do more for your kingdom. Yeah. Amen. I feel like it's good to say, Lord, I, I want to, I want to, I want to honor you more. I want to do more for you, but I don't think it's God's will for you to have this condemnation on you. It's never enough. I never feel good. That's a lie. That's so subtle. I'm not like them, and I'm not. You know, God help us not to compare ourselves to one another. Hallelujah. Verse nineteen. I want to read verse eighteen again. <laughs> Now God has set the members, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. Amen. There's going to come a day. Ah, I know with old things, the former things are going to pass away and they're not going to mean a whole lot. But, you know, let me just put it this way. If you go before God and say, God, why did you make me like so and so? He'd say, you really want the cross they're carrying? You really want what they're dealing with? No. You can handle what I gave you. Yes. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible. I don't have it as quickly as I'd like to, but there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about God saving the righteous. Sometimes he'll take them home a little early. And we sit back and say, it's not fair. It's not right. And God says, they're ready to come home, number one. Number two, I kept them from a lot of trouble that they didn't want to go through anyway. All right. That's Bible. That's Bible. There's some people I've I've heard Brother Thrasher talk about Brother Campbell already. And as great as a strong of a man that preacher was and how much he meant to us, he said, you know, he wouldn't have been able to do good with some of the church trouble we've been facing. God was merciful to him. Take him home. Can I tell you, God knows just what you need. And when you stand in front of him, you're going to say, thank you. Thank you for what you called me to. Thank you that I wasn't that or that or that. 
Don't look at somebody else and envy them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse, verse 19, and if they were all one member, where were the body? But now they have, are, now are they many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head of the feet. I have no need. See, this is the other side of the coin. I love how God does this. It just shows me how it's God's book. He not only deals with the insecurity of the, 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 the foot saying, I'm not the hand, I'm not important. But now he says, just because you're, look what he says. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. Right. Don't think you're more important than somebody else. Yeah. Right. He talks about both things. Don't feel like you're less important, but don't think you're more important. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Right. You know, my, 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 uh, my family, my, my marriage, according to God, there's an order to the home. Right. But my wife's not any less valuable than I am. Right. Right. Amen. She shouldn't be treated as less valuable. Well, praise the Lord. Is there leadership in the home? Absolutely. But don't get your eyes on you thinking you're just some kind of, you know, God's gift to your household. Amen. The value of of each one of us is so important and it needs to be shown. It needs to be shown in the church. This scripture, we're not going to have time to just read this whole chapter. And, but the, the Bible talks about parts. Well, we're going to get to it, I think, here in a little bit. But parts that seem to be uncomely, but God's put some honor on them. Yeah. Everybody needs to just be everything God's called you to be. Verse 21, the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Don't look around and think they're not important. Listen, they're important to God. Nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, listen, much more of those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. The head says, well, you can't live without me. Your feet are necessary. Don't. Don't go trying to just get on without them. Amen. Well, praise God. Those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. Upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part that lacks. Listen now, that there should be no schism. There should be no schism in the body. What is that? Division. Division. That we love one another. That we value one another. That we, we can, when you start getting into the idea and the understanding, let me say it this way, the revelation of the fact that God made you to be you and that's your focus and that's your gift and that's what pleased him and that's what you need to focus on and, and try to be the best you can be in God and that you're not in competition with anybody. You can be excited about other people. You can pray and be excited and hope that they, they, they have, like I said, 10 times more of, uh, of that because it's, it's part of your body. Amen. I'm excited when people's prayers are answered. Praise the Lord. It's just, well, it's not, uh, well, it better be the way I understand it or my prayers that were answered. No, it's just, thank God. It's praise God. God's put us together. There should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. For whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member 
Be honored. All the members rejoice with it. You're all, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. There are some things, you know, we, this world gets excited about appearance and just, oh, I'll look at that person and they're, they're beautiful. And then according to what they think, you know, and, and that doesn't really mean hardly anything. You know, there's more important issues that are going to help them be healthier and strong. And, you know, God's got a body that he's put together that the important things have to matter. This isn't something shallow. This isn't something that is. It's like this world that's just trying so hard to be number one. Let Jesus be number one. Let your goal be to to honor him and to bless other people and do the best you can. Some of you are so, so good at it. You gotta bless. You're just so good at 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 strengthening and blessing and 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 just the way you do it, just to, just just like you and nobody else, that you can help somebody lift a burden, help somebody who's going through some things, just just be a strength to help somebody see that Jesus is real yeah. and He's alive. Right. The important things. See, that's the thing that. I don't know. I look at the scripture about the comely parts and not comely and the things that need more value. And I think about stuff that nobody's really excited about. You know, nobody's really concerned too much about what really keeps the body going. Amen. The heart and the lungs. But you know what? If they're hurting, the whole body's hurting. There's people in the church that maybe they don't say a whole lot, but they're prayer warriors. They're the heart and lungs of the church. Amen. Sometimes it's just uh, a lot of things you feel like you're just not as good at. You know, you're not the maybe you don't feel like you've got the personality that somebody else does. And you don't have the 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 quick words to speak. But you have what you've been given from God. And God wants to use that. Don't feel insignificant because you're not somebody else doing it their way. God doesn't do things like that. Amen. Do you ever look around this creation and how he's created it? Amen. All the different species of of animals and everyone just in a place doing its part, working together in such a way. It's amazing. I could I could keep on going just talking about the creation of God and how how he's done things and put it all together. And and, uh, you know, his handiwork, his handiwork declares his glory. So in his church, in his body, there's all kind of different members. And it's just be so foolish for you to compare yourself to somebody else and feel like, oh, I just feel like they get more credit than me and they're, they, they just keep doing things that I'm not. The hand to the foot, they don't understand really all that. It's not their business really. Just be the best you can be and let God be glorified in it. Can we bow our heads in prayer? I feel like sometimes the devil's beating you up too much. Just making you feel little when you should be excited about what God wants to do in you. I hate that this world has put out there this this kind of competition, really. This kind of attitude that we're looking at that all the different people in this world and oh, they're doing so much better than me and they've got so much more than me and all that garbage. And you can't just be, you know, godliness with contentment. It's great gain. Contentment is quite a gift that 
the church needs today. Being able to say, God, thank you for what you've given me. God, I don't want more than I can handle. I don't want less than you want to give me. Just let me be content and faithful right where I am. That doesn't mean God's not going to open doors. That doesn't mean God's not going to help you grow. He certainly will. But you've got to start here. and Certainly, comparison is such a thief of joy. Feeling like you aren't enough because of somebody else. And church, if you can get a burden for those that are weak, those that are struggling, those that are insecure, and help encourage them and pick them up, give them a boost. You know how the devil fights them, some of you that have grown up in God. Encourage somebody. Let them know when they feel so small, when they feel so insignificant, what they really, that they really matter. Oh, that's how the church grows. That's how the church is more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's find a place to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my church family. Thank you for my church family, God. Lord, I pray, set us free. Set us free, Lord, from insecurity. Set us free from the thoughts of the enemy. Try to hold us back from what we can be, from what we can do in you. Just to be Lord, to encourage one another. Lord, the power of life you've given us in our tongue, help us to use it to speak things that edify, speak things that build us up. that you put in this church. Lord, that you'd work in a greater way, Lord. Take away every hindrance. Take away every stronghold of the enemy, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. sees you, he cares about you. Devil's tried to make you feel small, try to make you feel insignificant. But God's, God's plan is working in your life. God's going to work. 
Oh, I feel His presence here right now. God's got a plan for you, for good. He's got a plan that's going to fulfill you and make you know that you're in the center of His will. Trust that. Know that He's placed you in His pleasure. He's given you His gifts. He'll work through you, not in your strength, but in His strength. He'll, he'll guide every step of it. Hallelujah. And when He's done, it's, it's going to just be like a well-conducted orchestra working together, blessing and edifying, glorifying His name. Souls will be saved. God's going to save people because His church, His body, is working together for His glory. Different members, different parts of the body, but one spirit, His spirit. His spirit working together. Let's all stand. Father, thank You. Thank You, Lord, for Your presence here. Thank You for Your help. Lord, just give us that revelation. Give us that understanding, God, that You're working in each one of us. That we don't have to feel like we're not important and we ought not to feel that one another are not important as well. Bless your people, God. Work in us and through us for your glory. And God, we just pray you keep your hand on us in safety as we travel. Bless each one, Lord, each home, each life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.